Welcome to another episode of Married Watching Anime. I'm your host, Matthew. I'm your host, Christina. And we're doing Radiant 5 and 6, you guys. We're going through them pretty steady now. Yes, now that we have purpose. Now that we're not lazy. We're still pretty lazy. Yeah, <laughs> we're just we're we're watching anime and then uh, we're we're in a lull with our video games. We're waiting for stuff to come out. Oh, it's the end of this month, end of April. We got some stuff coming out. Yeah, we talked about that in a prior episode. And by the time this one gets posted, it will be the end of April. So we will be playing those. Yeah, it's very hopefully true. unless reviews are terrible. And if Ben would just hurry his sorry butt up and beat Odyssey, we could do that one. We haven't even talked. <laughs> about doing it ben, look i don't need him coming here and killing me in my sleep or yeah something. but he's he, he won't do that he's just gonna show up and knock on our door at midnight be like are we ready for our podcast guys? he's gonna take your derevi deck as some as hostage that would be really upsetting yes no one knows that we play magic everybody yes we're we're that kind of nerd yes and uh yeah don't take my derevi deck ben i mean you can if you want but i know where you live and, and vice versa i will take dark depths <laughs> as uh Initial payment. Initial payment. As down payment for Derevi. He'll somehow figure out how to get my place out of Volcanic Islands, and it'll just be game over. No, he won't take them from you. He'll just put them in put various... Put them in my Joyra deck. <laughs> All four. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, episode five is called A Paradise of... <laughs> you know, do you just want to talk about magic? <laughs> I kind of do. Ben, come over. We'll talk about magic next time. A Paradise of Wisdom and Hope, Artemis. So Seth, along with Doc and Melly, Melly, arrive at Artemis Academy. After being tricked into becoming a citizen of the Academy, Seth and his friends begin the search for the wizard named Yaga while racking up a ton of debt for the Doc along the way. That pretty much summarizes this whole episode. It All really right, does. Next one. Okay, so episode six. <laughs> we have a couple new characters and we'll give you a little bit more. Just a little bit more detail here. There's a new character called Master Lord Majesty. Yes, I did not make that up. Master Lord Majesty. It's a cat. It is a golden cat. Who is ridiculous. Kind of sounds like this. Yeah, he's it's, got a terrible voice. On purpose. Uh, yes. Uh, he is the head of Artemis Academy and the one that Alma warned Seth about. So when I said he's tricked into becoming a citizen, Doc, uh, being really annoyed at Seth, was trying to get him off his hands. And he basically was doing that to make him become a citizen. And the thing with becoming a citizen is you sign a contract and then you are in debt to the academy for a... Thousands of fees. Thousands of fees. I think like the pen you use to sign the contract. I think he, like, they, they go by the term cents, but it doesn't really... Dimes? Is dime, it dimes? Maybe it's dimes. Yeah. They go by dimes. And he owes something like 10,000 dimes in the beginning or something like that. He gets up into the millions. Yeah, by they, the cause, end of the episode. they cause lots of destruction. But the cat tricks him into signing it, and then he gets into a ton of debt. And what happens is, though, Doc in the beginning is named as his guardian, and so he inherits all the debt that uh Yes, he Seth did not up. realize that was going to happen. So now he's stuck with him even more so because Seth has to go on uh, missions for the Academy to pay off his debt, which has we haven't gotten there yet. No. It's, we're still going. We're still going a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm surprised that uh, Doc is still relevant. Mm. I really felt like he was just going to drop them off and then leave. No. And he's, he's a, been like a main part of 
these next few episodes. He's more enjoyable as it goes on. Yeah, he's been better. He <laughs> was kind of annoying the first couple episodes, including in this one. He yes. wasn't great, but he is good comedic relief. Yes. And he brings a lot He brings a lot more depth to this show than you think he does. Mm-hmm. He's not really a father figure. I think he's more like an uncle. That's yes. That's how I would describe him. Yeah. But he does fit really well. And, of course, he almost dies of shock, really. really he has to take on all the debt that he goes. <laughs> He's so, so upset. <laughs> when they're wandering around the town looking for Yaga, I'll cover Yaga in a minute, but when they're running around the town looking for this sorcerer, basically everything you do there they can charge you for. They have this old worn-out bridge that says free and this nice shiny gold one that says it paid. literally gold. And when they walk... And so Seth and Millie take... Every route where you have to get paid, they stand on a moving escalator rather than walking, and uh, they get charged for that. Uh, he takes a towel from a lady because they're sweating, and he gets charged for that. Yes. And then he tells him not to order anything in a bar, and the first thing Seth does is order... Order milk. Yep. He orders milk. <laughs> and then uh, Millie, getting uh, antagonized by the patrons, uh, her personality Crazy swab, Melly. They call her Crazy <laughs> Melly, and everyone freaks out and runs. Yep, and she damages a lot of public property. Yeah, so everyone knows her as Crazy Melly and gets really scared when her personality swaps. Yep. And she blows up the bar and it goes into like 12 million yeah. worth of debt that poor. Somebody calls him the debt king at the end of the episode. Yeah, cuz he has so much debt he doesn't and know what like, to do. He's like, "Hey, with. thanks. Wait, what does that mean?" <laughs> yeah, cuz he has no, in- no he has no intention of paying anything back. No. He doesn't even know what he's doing. No, they are dopes. They are huge dopes. Uh, yeah, Seth and Millie together are some of my favorite two people on the planet. They just crack me up. Uh, Yaga, at the end of the episode, in the beginning you see him, he is a little short green-haired wizard that lives in a cauldron. He reminds me of a leprechaun. Very much. Kyle, how'd you get in this episode? <laughs> Speaking of magic. <laughs> a powerful. He's a powerful sorcerer and a friend of Alma. They call him one of the 13 great wizards, I think, something along those. Great council, council of 13 or something along something, that line. Yeah. But he has in a cauldron, and uh, he is what holds the clue to Radiant, uh, which is still said to be a myth. And uh, Seth turns to him wanting to look for Radiant, and he tries to detract him a little bit and saying, wouldn't you rather just live here? And Seth goes, no, I, there's everybody out there. would We're safe here, but no one else is safe from this problem. Yeah. Artemis is a safe haven for sorcerers. Everybody's happy. No one's looked down upon for being different or weird. No one really cares. Yeah, they're happy to live there. But yeah, because everyone can use magic to their their whim. Yeah. As long as you can avoid the high debt ceiling, you're in a good place to be. Yeah, but it's, Seth thinks about the rest of the world and the rest of the sorcerers that are struggling. It's a floating fortress, too. I know. <laughs> so the Inquisition actually goes to attack in that episode, and Seth gets to see them be repelled by the might of that nation. So basically, when the Inquisition gets close, about a hundred sorcerers just fly out in front of it to at block it. At least a hundred sorcerers. Oh, yeah. And they're just looking at... Uh, and the Inquisition gets basically told to retreat by the head of their command. And the reason why the cat gets a little leniency, even though he's kind, he's kind of a jerk, he uses the money and the debt to basically pay off other nations to just leave him alone. Yeah. To let the nation of sorcerers be. He's still a very skeezy cat. He's a skeezy cat. Yeah. I don't like him. I mean, all cats are a little skeezy. (laughs) That's why our dog hates them. Our dog does not like cats, everybody. He gets very grouchy with them. (laughs) But uh, outside of that, what do you think of uh, 
Master Lord Majesty uh, before and after the Inquisition is repelled. Nothing changed for me, in my opinion. Of <laughs> You're just like, he's just a skeezy cat. He's a skeezy cat. He tricks people into, you know, going into debt. I, I, it's for the better of a lot of the sorcerers, but... At the same time. At the same time, it's... Um, yeah, he's kind of a jerk. What do you think of Yaga? I don't really like Yaga either. <laughs> he's okay. He's an okay he's character. He's a cranky leprechaun. And it just felt like the whole episode he leads them on of like, what does he have to say? Like, do this, do this. Maybe you'll find Yaga. And at the mm-hmm. end, he's like, I am Yaga. And they're like, what? No way. It was very obvious, which he does tell them that it was obvious. Like, I, yeah. Like, isn't it? They're not smart. No, they're not. Smart. Seth and Millie are <laughs> not, not smart. very smart. Uh, they're very cute, but they're not smart. But overall, what would you give the episode? Like seven and a half, eight. It's not bad and it's not really frustrating, but it's just kind of a lot of exposition. After watching the next two episodes and reflecting back on it, not as an individual, what do you give the episode then? Still the same? I'd probably say an eight rather than a seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm an 8.5 on this episode, probably a 9 even. Really? Yes. I really like seeing how... It basically, it gives you a really good picture of Seth and Millie together. That's true. And how just ignorant they are of the world. <laughs> and how, no matter how stupid they are, they are still adorable and likable characters. Yes. They did that incredibly well in this episode. And so for me, that took it up a notch just because of that. And I, I was with you, actually, when I first watched the episode, I was about a 7.52. But now that I'm reflecting back on it, I really like the episode for that reason. So, yeah, the episode's a little obnoxious, guys. But if you, after watching the next few episodes, get go back and re-watch this one and let me know what you think about it. If you guys get a chance to do it, it's really good. Well, that's all I got for that one. All right, episode six. Drops of Friendship, Melly. I love this episode, you guys. You were just looking at different review sites online, and it was not favorable to some of them. You, it was literally one website, and they gave it a C+. They're, they're just wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seth wants to get to Radiant, but Yaga tells him he isn't strong enough and even rejects him as a student. Seth turns to uh, Melly for help, with his magic and leads to some insane results. But no matter how often Melly's personality switches, Seth enjoys being her friend and sticks around with her. So the episode opens with, of course, Yaga saying, you're not even strong enough to use the basic spell, which is called Meteor, Meteor Drops. Drops. And it's like, a, I guess, a fireball almost, but it's you fireball. can make multiple. Okay, and he struggles <laughs> using basic magic. And I have some theories on that, but we'll get into that in a little bit. So he turns to Melly to help teach him magic. And she goes, well, I'm not really good with magic. She only knows defensive magic in her current form Mm -hmm. and only can use offensive magic in her altered personality. Correct. So she leads him over to Doc because Doc is a researcher. And so he might be able to help find all the magic in there. And that's where you meet Miss Melba and her father. Her father. So every time Doc goes to, every morning Doc goes to a cafe where Miss Melba works, and he is just smitten with her. She's a cute brunette with glasses, and he's over the top, but he can't tell. He, you know, the, the usual can't tell, confess your feelings mm-hmm. plot line. 
But so she's Doc's love interest, uh, but she wears a puppet on her hand, and it claims to be her father. I wonder if it's an act, her actual father, and that's his curse, or it's her curse that the puppet is the father. It's probably one of those. It just reminds me of uh, Mr. Hat. Oh, from South Park. From South Park. That's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. So, but the That's father father has a deep manly voice, and of course she's normal. So I, we can't tell what what's going on, but she does wear the sock puppet everywhere. Yeah. And he's quite grouchy. And he does not uh, approve of Doc being obsessed with his daughter. Correct. She serves the coffee there, but her own personal coffees are not good. Oh man, what was that tea flavor that she roast made? beef? Yes. Oh, I can't even. <laughs> so she she was obsessed with roast beef, and so she made a tea with it, and they were all struggling super hard to uh, even try to drink it. It's like when Lindsay Bluth makes hot ham water on Arrested Development. Yeah. <laughs> I've never made you watch Arrested Development, but hot yep. ham water. Call it hot ham water. Mm. Yep. So Doc tries to teach him, and uh, he inevitably gets blown out of the area. Mm-hmm. So what happens is eventually Melly's personality switches, and she starts chasing him around, attacking him with meteor drops. And Seth is like, "What are you doing?" And he runs away. And then what happens is. The bridge starts to crack overhead, and it triggers something where he his glove tears. Yes. So I think the glove is preventing him from using magic. Yeah, it's I think restricting Alm, him. I think Alma made it, and it's restricting his magic. I will say this, because apparently that's all I'm going to do this entire podcast episode is... Um, hi, dog. He, he looked because I made noises. Um, it reminded me a little bit of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when... Uh, Daisy first gets her powers as Quake and she puts on the gauntlets because she doesn't want to be too powerful because, like, they it restricts her powers. So, mm-hmm. like, that's what he's got going on with the gloves. Because yes. she didn't need them in the end. Uh, that's, like, season two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, I think it also broke her arms when she used it because she, yeah, didn't, she didn't quite know what to do. She at couldn't that point. control it very well, so she'd break her own bones using her power. Yes. Yeah. That sounds painful. Yeah, so it looks like when he had a tear in the glove, he was able to use meteor drops, and he saved Melly from the bridge that's falling on there, and then she kind of reverts back. And Melly doesn't have any friends. When the episode opens and when he's looking to get magic from her, she has two cardboard cutouts. What are their names? Uh, they are Gudul and Gertrude. Well, he flies through and slams into one of the, the male cardboard cutout. Gudul. Gudul, and she goes, oh, no! And at the end of the episode... The same thing happens. The same thing happens, but they're all taped up. Yes. And uh, he asks her to be... He needs a place to stay because apparently sleeping in the park also costs also money. Also costs money. <laughs> and Doc told him he needs to get a place to stay because he can't afford to go visit uh, Miss Melba anymore. Which is very sad for Doc. Yeah, so he asked Melly if he could be her roommate. And, of course, she she is self-conscious because no one is her actual friend because of her personality switch. For him, he doesn't care. He loves her. Either way. Yeah, he loves her personality. I don't think he... He thinks of her as a friend. Oh, yeah. There's no... Romantic. It's, no. it's very platonic. It's, platonic. it's very cute, though, because she's like... Because she's really excited that somebody actually wants to be around her despite her personality. Mm-hmm. And so he's just very... And he needs a place to stay and he sees her as a friend. So mm-hmm. it was a really, really heartwarming ending to the episode. Because you get to see like how lonely she actually is as a person. That was kind of gross, dog. <laughs> Our dog's hacking a lung up down there. 
But you actually get to see that she actually is lonely because, you know, Doc isn't really her friend. He's just her boss. And so she talks to cardboard cutouts because everybody else is scared of her. I know. And Seth is the the first person that's just like, yeah, you're wonderful. Mm -hmm. We'll be friends. I know. (laughs) And so that's just what they are. And it's very cute. Yeah, they do have a really good relationship. And it does end on a really nice point in this episode. If you give this a C plus, I'll be mad at you. It's not going to be a C plus. What's your grade? An eight. An eight? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. What did you think of the Seth Melly relationship in this episode? I like that they established it more. My frustration with this episode, and I think it's the point, is just like his training to learn magic. Like, we don't know, like, are the gloves restricting him? And Yaga just basically doesn't care. He doesn't seem to care at this point. In the end, he agrees to train him. Yes. And you kind of find that Alma really wasn't training him in magic. Or if she was, she wasn't going... She wasn't going about it the correct way. Yeah, because you can tell that the gloves are doing something that... He's still able to gather magic, but he's not able to use it. And he uses his hands. He's the only sorcerer that uses his bare hands to use magic. So they're trying to figure all that out. And we're kind of learning as we go. Yeah. So that's a little bit of my frustration with this episode. Mm-hmm. What did you think of her cardboard cutout? <laughs> so ridiculous. It's so goofy. <laughs> it's so goofy. It's like having a tea party with stuffed animals. So. Mm-hmm. Plus, we both like her hair. I love her hair. Her hair is the best anime hair I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I give this episode an 859. The feels are in it, though. That's why. The feels in the end were so happy and so heartwarming, like you said. Mm-hmm. It just it really brought me around. So this this episode in particular made me really go, okay, I'm really going to like this anime even more. I already liked it, and I'm like, oh, I like this already. You're so cute. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, if you're watching Radiant, let us know what you think of it. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Gaming Marriage. We're also at GamingMarriage at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. If there's something else you want us to check out, we'll check out an episode here or two. Just let us know. Uh, we're always around. All right. Bye. Bye.